right. Thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, the podcast where artists can connect, debate, chat, and perform during the wake of a very difficult time. I'm Lee, your host of the ceremonies, and this is episode 31. My guest this week is Ricardo Hanley Jr., who is a poet, a writer, and an artist. His poems range from lighthearted candy for the heart to philosophical mind benders powerful social statements. He is on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, WordPress, YouTube, and Inkit. He has authored several books, including What's Your Favorite Color and Silence, Conceiving Symphony. He has recited his poems live in public venues and continues to create. Welcome to my show, Ricardo. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate being here, and I'm blessed to be here. Thank you. Thank you for the space. It is an honor. I am blessed to have you on my show. This is all falling together so beautifully, thank God. Let's take you guys on a journey right now. So 12 years old, I wrote my first poem. And this was a basic school assignment, just put together a little rhyme. You know, prior to that, of course, I love Tiki Tiki Tembo, Dr. Seuss, uh, all of those books that kind of had a poetic rhythm to them. if they weren't direct poetry, they had a poetic rhythm to them. So um, I was always attracted to rhyming and wordplay. And in the 12th grade, I wrote my first poem, which went like this. I met a girl named Jan who didn't have a man. She did a dance and wet her pants and then she found a man. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, a 12 year old just writing randomly that's what I spawned. Um, I was big into comedy and things like that. So I guess I was just trying to be funny. But eventually, me and my cousins who were very musically inclined, we started to rap. And, uh, you know, we were looking up to rappers like Mace, who were big at the time, you know, Puff Daddy, aka Diddy, you know, we were looking at them at the time as you know, some of the, the coolest rappers out. So you know, we were recording on cassette tapes. And, you know, I had written my first rhyme. But then I realized when I turned the beat off and I no longer have to ride this particular rhythm, I'm now able to expand my words into the living ether, as I call it, or expand my thoughts. And once I realized that silence does indeed conceive symphonies, I was then able to write about literally an array of topics, subjects, and I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing. And here I am now, self-proclaimed poet. That, that is incredible. You find your calling so young and for it to come forth. Actually, I feel like you don't find your calling, you find you. That's how art happens. Uh, so where do you draw your inspiration from? It seems like it's from all different sources. Absolutely. Well. Life is the most expansive thing we can ever talk about because it's all that there is. And I literally draw from everything from love, hate, pain, healing, joy, sorrow, all of those polar opposites. I draw from the beautiful nature you see around us, everything, experience, memory, and anything you could think of, I'll write about it. I, I wrote about pizza before, That's <laughs> you know? Great. It's great, you're celebrating everything. It's celebrating the world. It's celebrating life itself. And That's even death in some ways, right? In some of your poems. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what topics 
do you enjoy writing about the most? Topic I enjoy writing about the most. I would definitely say love because I believe that love inspires all things. Love can even inspire sadness. You know, you, you get your heart broken and now you're writing about it. But because you love so deeply is the reason why you're feeling that hurt now or the reason why you're feeling that joy now. So I feel love is a great launch pad to start uh, your trajectory of writing any subject you want. You know, uh, for instance, if we, if we speak social issues, your love for people, you know, your love for justice for the people, you know. So literally your love uh, was the starting point for you to even speak on things like uh, prison reform and, uh, you know, uh, uh, an array of an array of topics that are associated with social uh, social justice. Wow, that that is great. <laughs> Originally, I was part of a charity event, the Innocence Project, and it was so powerful. I, mean, I was just um, working there at, at the booth selling tickets for the raffle, but I, I heard the whole keynote speech and everything, and it really really hit my heart. There's been so many unfair incarcerations of innocent people. And you know, it's it's great that there's charity like that out there to help get them the best lawyers to get them out. Absolutely. So um have you considered putting your poems to music, be a lyric writer? <laughs> well I have, uh, <laughs> I released what you would call a mixtape, you know, not an official album, but just a mixtape. Uh, that's available on SoundCloud, a couple of tracks just for the people. Um, I don't really make a big distinction between rap and poetry. I feel like they're all the same thing. It's an oration either on a beat or off a beat. It's an oration that has its own rhythm to it most of the time. But of course, sometimes when you write to a beat, you're following a specific rhythm, but still, um, I would love to make a perhaps audio book and then put a little background music in it, but I have already uh, made a few rap songs, if you want to count that as, you know, poetry, which I do. That's great. I, definitely, it's poetry. I mean, I'm a lyricist. I write lyrics for fun. Okay. I've actually written songs, even though I don't play an instrument. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> So we, we should collab. Let, let's make a poem. Let's make a song. We can let's make it happen. Do it. Oh, I, I got a musician. A, my husband, he's a, a pianist, a guitar player. Let let him know that we need to get on a project ASAP. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love the guitar. I've been wanting to learn the guitar forever. I haven't picked it up yet, uh, you know, with the different things I got going on. But eventually, I definitely want to learn that instrument. I feel like it's beautiful. And... Uh, actually, I have something on my Instagram where I'm reading a rap and a guy is playing the guitar in the background. Whenever you get a chance, you should check it out. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. That's great. I definitely want to see that. It's awesome. It's a beautiful instrument. Yes. Just, I don't know. It, it's a spiritual. You hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you feel makes great poetry? What do I feel makes great poetry? I would say transparency, definitely. Um, it's very difficult for us to share ourselves, especially uh, personal moments. So um, the thing about poetry is you tend to connect 
when the writer is more transparent and more authentic. Um, so I believe transparency is definitely number one. I like the clarity of straightforward poetry, but I also love abstract poetry as well. So I'm on the fence about, uh, you know, if I want to say clarity makes a good poem, because when I receive something abstract, it forces me then to think. And when I find the simplicity past all the complexities, it all comes together. And then, you know, you realize that, hey, you know, uh, you know, this this leaf actually spawned from the root. You know, it spawned from a seed that was covered in dirt. There's a whole story behind the tree that's behind us, you know. So something could be presented as abstract, but then you'll find the clarity, uh, you know, you'll find the clarity eventually in it. But um, yeah, uh, I would say transparency, maybe uh, maybe straightforwardness. Mm. I think just honesty as well, you know. But I, I feel like that goes hand in hand with transparency as well. So I feel I feel like I'm being synonymous right now. I'm pretty much saying the same thing: honesty, transparency, and being genuine—all the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you can actually tell a story in reverse, like say you sarcastically. Like I wrote a song for one of my coworkers when I was working at Mariposa. And he was one of the um, cooks and his name is Antonio and he was very quiet. He, he, he didn't like socializing, he didn't like going out. But the song, he's hosting a party in the song that I wrote and really boisterous party with a lot of people going there. and. He's inviting more and more people, but it was all kind of done like tongue in cheek in a playful way, which is like it was the polar opposite of the type of person he is. Right. You know, that that happens a lot too. Sometimes I'll end up writing about topics that, you know, I knew nothing about at first, but then I'll do a little bit of research to make sure, uh, to make sure I'm delivering the right message. Um, what happens with my poetry specifically is when I choose to talk about a topic that I don't know, I literally go and, you know, try to immerse myself in the topic, you know, immerse myself in the culture of the Dogons, you know, an African tribe, if I want to write about them, I'll immerse myself in the, in the color pink, if I want to talk about, you know, the different colors, I'll, I'll look up the psychological effects of the color. Um, so I think, I think that's important as well, exploring different topics, especially topics that you would normally not write about. Uh, I that's definitely, uh, I think that's definitely beautiful uh, and interesting. That's important, yeah. All the best writers in history would do their research. Yes. It's very important. Even with my podcast, I always do my research. I, I gather information about who I'm about to interview, and I write down a format, and I learn about my guests before I even interview my guests. Absolutely. It's so important. It's a very important part of the creative process. Yes, yes it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so the artwork that goes along with your poems, I see photography, I see sketches. Yes. So most of the artwork, um, I do draw from uh, Pinterest, so Pinterest or just Google images, anywhere where I could find something that 
uh, aligns with the message that I'm trying to convey, maybe maybe even just a sentence or two. You know, if, if I started to talk about time in my poem and maybe the, maybe the poem's about love, I'm gonna now take one element from the poem, find a picture that deals with that element and then post it together. And I usually go on Canva if there's any other poets or starting poets, even, even seasoned poets. If you, if you need a place to edit your photos and you can even edit video, I've just found out on Canva, um, you can go ahead and just pair your poem, uh, pair the picture, play with the transparency, play with the saturation. There's so much you can do uh, with that website or that app. Uh, yeah, and most of my pictures, they just come straight off of the internet, you know? Right, that's the art form itself, matching the right picture with the poem. Yes. You have to have an eye for that. And yeah. You know, it's, it's whatever you're drawn to, really. You know, so the same way sometimes I'm intuit intuitively drawn to writing a specific topic, sometimes I'm intuitively drawn to a specific picture that will pair with it. You know, at times I'll catch a lot of deja vu when I put these poetic pieces together. I'll, I'll pair a poem and I'll pair a picture and then I'll say to myself, I've been here before. And that's how I know right then and there that I'm doing the right thing. That's great. I try to trust that sixth sense as much as I can, you know, the gut feelings. Yeah, all of us artists have that sixth sense. Yes. You know, being able to see it all together. It's the icing on the cake, really, putting the picture with the poem. That's right. We have superpowers, so. <laughs> we do. We feel like the X-Men. That's it. Um, so what projects are you currently working on? Currently, so Silence Conceiving Symphonies was the first book I ever released. Now, the reason why I released that book was simply to have the physical manifestation of my dream. I wanted a poetry book. I wanted to hold it. I wanted to share it. I wanted to, I wanted to just be an author. And I took a compilation of all the poems that I put together over 20 plus years, and I threw it into a book. I threw it on Amazon self-publishing. Uh, you know, and I didn't get into this uh, publishing business in order to sell books. That was never my intention. I literally just wanted my piece, my imprint. Literally, I wanted my imprint to hold and to, to share and to love. And I did. Uh, but then what I realized is my own reading style doesn't match what I put out. So I, I put out a book with, you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know, 80 pages or so. And I know 80 pages is a light read for most people, but we're living in the world of short attention spans. So currently what I'm working on is small digestible series that I can give to the reader paired with beautiful artwork. And it's just gonna uh, be a breakdown of my first book. So in my first book, you had the color series. Now you're starting to see I'm dropping books called the color series, volume one, volume two. Uh, I also had several other series in there from love to insomnia series, uh, which is basically uh, poetry that I wrote at four in the morning or three in the morning, you know, the witching hour or, you know, or so when you just have that inspiration and tiredness and everything in you at one, one point. Um, so yeah, what I would love to do is give the world small digestible, uh, quickly digestible uh, 
reads so that they can feel that sense of completion after reading a very short work. You know, you can go ahead and tell your friends today, hey, I read a whole book today, not knowing that it was Ricardo's short, short series, but you still get the sense of completion and you get me. So that's currently what I'm working on, trying to give you guys, uh, you know, uh, different series back to back. For someone to be able to experience that. Right. That's what they want to do. Exactly. You know, it, it always makes everyone feel really good when they complete a task. Whenever you complete anything, you get a sense of accomplishment. And anytime someone receives me, I want them to walk away feeling good. Um, I think there's a quote that says, you won't remember what they said, uh, you won't remember what they did, but you'll remember how it made you feel. Yeah. And something like that, uh, a, a quote like that, that I'm paraphrasing, that stuck with me for a long time. And I always wanna walk away from a conversation, presentation, any type of engagement with you feeling good in the end, because I'm here to uplift people. I definitely wanna purchase your color series I mean, I, I'm obsessed with color. You know, I love doing my makeup. I love casting and it's so much fun decorating this apartment. I, I'm a color fanatic. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a signed copy. No problem. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Oh. Right. And this is, this is my thanks for being invited to your podcast. Also my thanks for you holding on to my business card for years because literally I have not printed a business card in years. I'm now the person who I was when I printed those business cards. I wasn't a father. I wasn't. I wasn't a published author. You know, I was. I was just a, a up and coming poet, and uh, you know, a, a guy still trying to figure out his place in the world. Still trying to figure out my place in the world. But now I have so much responsibilities on my plate, and it's a whole new ball game. So, thank you, and I'll be honored to sign this copy and send it to you. Oh, thank you so much. Ricardo. That means so much to me. I appreciate it. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Can you give us a, a sneak peek at some of your future projects that you have in mind? Well, let, let's say, for instance, uh, you know, I wrote a series called the Animal Series, right? You know, uh, I wrote about a lion. I wrote about a tiger. I wrote about elephants. So uh, <laughs> what I would like to do, what I would like to do is uh, feature maybe a poem and maybe the artwork or maybe the paw print of a lion uh, accompanying that particular page. And as you flip through the page, you're going to start to see the, the entire animal kingdom, sort of like a child's pop-up book, if you will. That's but uh, it's going to be for adults, though, of course, you know. Well, really people of all ages, but. Oh, animals are such a blessing. I, I love animals. I could cat myself here somewhere. <laughs> I'm actually allergic to cats, which is weird because in the fourth grade, I wasn't allergic to them, nor was I lactose intolerant, but they say our body's chemistry changes every seven years, so. It does, yeah. I, I developed some allergies too. I never had. It's strange. <laughs> that happens. I wish I could have a cat, though. I really like cats. Oh, they're incredible. They're very interesting and creatures and very loyal and sweet. It seems, it's, doesn't it seem as if they have a human soul sometimes? It does. It does. He listens to me sometimes. I'll tell him to here and he'll walk over. <laughs>
Can you give us a sample of your work? Of course. So, the lips of lovers lock as thick as the plot, and there I was with her. I pressed my nose against her skin, and that's when I knew deep in my heart I could live solely off her scent. Her free moving essence alone is my breath, but to bottle any of her facets would be a sin for her fragrance belonged to divine winds, the sacred gust which blew, cooling our bodies warmth from last night's lust which transmuted to love when dawn became dusk. And of course, I recollect at the thought of us, I was baptized in black waters, lungs filled and drowned and resurrected sensual imprints from scratches and bites gives whole skin breakage spaces to retain light i fill her black hole with the sun and when i pull out i scatter stars upon her arch back love and lust directed in premeditation gazing upon her body coveted constellations just the way you brought it all together and all the natural imagery, stars and the dust and the dawn. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Uh, what I just read to you was actually three separate poems that I combined into one. Uh, and the way I bridged them together, I tried to just do a little pause and a little, you know, insert word and freestyle. Uh, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes you have to be uh i guess impromptu i hate that word i i i never want to use that word really but i'm going to use it today but sometimes you have to be impromptu <laughs> in order to fully convey whatever message you're trying to get across or in order to maybe save a performance piece let's say let's say i was up on stage and i maybe forgot something i'll try to maybe insert a word or two quickly recollect to a poem that I know by heart and I'll insert it right in the mix in order to save myself. Sort of like when Beyonce rolls off the stage and then she jumps back up and starts dancing again. And you know, Ella Gerald used to change the lyrics of her songs too. Yeah. A classic song, just to fill in spaces and she forgets the word or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the show must go on no matter what. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Would you like to hear some more poetry? I Okay, let's see. Well, you know what? In light of the beautiful nature that we're in, I'm going to read you my poem entitled Green. Okay. Green. I love it. Nature's glow and aura, the color of regeneration, emancipation from the fires of war into the green fields of peace, vindication from the coarse course life needs to walk on, the hue of disillusion, germination as plant shoots appear and awaken, frail stem becomes bark after years, mirroring our own development and evolution. Green leaves supply the elements necessary for man to breathe, taking in breath while love making to his queen. Heavily she breathes as she conceives, bringing forth twin seeds, king and queen of the generation to be. 
They lead their flock into green pastures to feed, filling their spirits with ease beside the still waters, grazing adjacent to the valley of the shadow of death, where the king shepherd is ever mindful of our steps. Green. must love nature too you know and to to love things that are natural you know really really speaks to the soul to me you know it, it really to me signifies that you're connected to you know god or the source or the universe you know what whatever whatever title people want to call the ultimate force behind everything i feel that you are very connected when you're drawn to natural things because we're surrounded we're surrounded by inauthentic things from GMO foods to, uh, you know, different television, radio programming, uh, you know, propaganda that's being pushed in our media on the left side and the right side. Yeah, so right. to to be drawn to authenticity, I salute you for that. Thank you so much. I salute you too. <laughs> and uh, well, time is almost up. How can someone reach you if they'd like to your poem, to read your book, get to know more about you. Absolutely. Well, uh, again, my name is Ricardo Hanley Jr. You guys could just type my name into Google. You'll be able to see all the different things that I got going on, whether it's on my YouTube. You can check out some poetry uh, on my Instagram. That's why I'm always sharing, always updating. You'll always uh, be the first to know if you're following me on Instagram. Um, a lot of new projects are coming soon. And yeah, um, you guys contact me. I'm always open to collab. I'm always open to jump on your podcast anytime. And um, I, I appreciate it. And I can't wait to be found. Uh, thank you so much. It was such a thrill having you. I'm honored. This was a great episode. Wonderful. <laughs> and you're a spectacular guest. This is my perspective. <laughs> you're a spectacular host. And I'm happy to be here. Oh, uh, thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. And I encourage you to stick with your passion and save your dreams and work hard towards what you want in life. Be true to your heart and stay positive and stay safe out there. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Take care, everyone.